Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, people, here we go. It is uh, Friday. I can't even believe it. It is Friday already, and uh, we've got ourselves... A jam-packed weekend in the world of sports today. A little golf, a little NBA, a little NHL. Uh, we got, uh, don't look now, we got Women's World Cup just around the corner. We got Champions yeah. League soccer. Awesome. Damn, what a weekend. Uh, oh, yeah, did I mention uh, Major League Baseball uh, added again last night. Uh, craziness uh, continues. And, uh, of course, this morning, all anybody's going to be talking about, I'm sure, is uh, Kevin Durant and how now the Warriors can't uh, can't win without him. And I guess that is to be expected, given the fact that uh, it, it's just very hard for people to fathom that uh, the Golden State Warriors actually lost, finally, a game one in a final series. Uh, but more than that, I mean, heaven forbid, it, there's always got to be something wrong after a game. The overreaction, by the way, and the recency bias, it doesn't just affect betters. Uh, it's a nasty virus that also affects members of the media uh, who will absolutely just start swinging at that low-hanging fruit there. Uh, they will be prisoners of the moment. They'll have revisionist history. And we will hear now how, see, I told you, Kevin Durant, you can't win without Kevin Durant. And the only problem with that narrative, folks, is that uh, Kevin Durant, Charles Barkley, Michael, you could have bored everybody on the court last night. Uh, nobody was stopping Pascal Siakam. Nobody, uh, absolutely, there was no answer for him last night. Sometimes guys just have those Picasso moments, man, where it's uh, no matter what they do, no matter what they touch, they um, they are going to outplay, they are going to outscore you, and they had no answer for him. So congratulations to the Toronto Raptors. Uh, but Kevin Durant on the court or not on the court, it wasn't making a difference whether they won or lost last night. Uh, the Toronto Raptors uh, played better, uh, out-hustled them. They had the better uh, player on the court who had a historic night. We're talking the kinds of nights that guys dream about, uh, and he was able to do it. I mean, making 11 straight baskets, hitting threes, making you know behind-the-back shots, yeah, everything in the paint went in. You can't sometimes you just can't you can't beat that. And even with Kawhi Leonard not having a great night and, you know, he had his usual. He just kind of, you know, mummed along, hit a couple of big shots there in the fourth. But this was the Pascal Siakam show last night and uh, they got one game in the books. So I my suggestion would be not to overreact here, people. Not to uh, jump on the Toronto bandwagon, not to stick a fork in the Golden State Warriors after game one. Because I'm fairly certain that there's absolutely nobody in that Golden State locker room who is panicked right now. The goal was always to split on the road to open the series and then go home and steal home court advantage. That's usually 
the game plan in these types of situations. Nothing has changed. Right. The idea is they still have to go out and win one of these games uh, on the road. And game two, now that they've had a chance and we've seen the adjustments from teams before, especially championship teams, they've never seen that constructed Toronto team. Now they have. And now they'll study the tape since there's 75 days in between the next games. They'll go ahead. They'll make the adjustments. And I would anticipate, um, unless Pascal Siakam can can rip out another Picasso, which I highly doubt, I wouldn't say that's a a high percentage play there. Uh, I think the Golden State Warriors in this series will continue to be just fine. We'll move along. Not going to get swept. Uh, It's probably going six or seven games. And uh, I think we should all just take a deep breath, put the whole Kevin Durant story to the back burner. Uh, they don't need Kevin Durant to win. They'll be just fine. Um, this, All of this will work out. We'll get our six or seven games as NBA fans, which to me makes great sense. And I'm happy about that because we've got six or seven opportunities ahead of us here in order to be able to make money, Dane. And isn't that really what it's all about here, making it rain? Yeah, absolutely. The more occurrences we have, the more opportunities right? we have to make it rain. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, who is Pascal Siakam? His star yeah. has gone down over the last month, but it's, I mean, yes, yes. Yep. Well, we're going to figure out who Pascal Siakam is. We'll tell you who he was last night. We'll break it down coming up here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. 
I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But a lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible, but since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76, and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up, and the only thing difference is under 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products, and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435 888-400-0435 andro400.com All right, it is Friday, people. Welcome in. Uh, make it rain. Exactly. I'm uh, fairly certain, pretty sure uh, exactly we did that for you last night. If you were paying attention, we gave you we gave you the winners last night. Yes, the first half unders and uh, the first quarter under. And uh, don't look now, but, um, you know, Kawhi Leonard had five assists. Five assists. Yes, welcoming uh, the over three and a half that we also pointed to uh, last night. Wasn't uh, we weren't we weren't big fans of the uh, of the full game totals. Quite honestly, um, I didn't know what the hell to expect last night, but I did expect a little bit of rust. I expected a little bit of butterflies and a little bit of feeling out, which is essentially uh, what we got there last night. I mean, look at the first quarter alone there. It was uh, a bit of a head scratcher. Uh, first half did hit uh, 109. Uh, they scored 108, which uh, I think yeah. pissed off an awful lot of people that had the 108 and a half over. Was uh, They were crying uh, the whole time there. But, you know, listen, it's uh lesson learned. You move forward here. Game number two is coming up on Sunday. But like we said, Dane, game one was all about Pascal Siakam. And sometimes, guys, they, you know, they paint their, uh, their Picasso, and there's really nothing you can do about it. Right. Uh, they uh, w- they were going to let anybody but Kawhi beat him last night because Kawhi didn't have the usual, you know, 38 point, you know, Kawhi night. Kawhi was, for the most point, held it in check. Uh, but they let Pascal Siakam do what Pascal Siakam did last night. And uh, the question is, does anybody believe he's going to be able to make himself another oil painting coming up here? I doubt it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, therein lies the question, right? Uh, it's like, Bavona, if we have the Eminem, uh, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? We should play it at some point because that's what it is, right, about Pascal Siakam. You know, we have talked for a while. We have described the Toronto Raptors as Kawhi Leonard being this kind of one-man band, right? But not if we get this version of Pascal Siakam. You know, we have talked about Pascal Siakam as the com- or, or the most improved player of the year, um, we talked about him as the Robin to the Batman, but is he, you know, when, when, when the, for example, when the Warriors did the same thing to Damian Lillard, right, was the focus point of the defense, right? He dished it and he had a guy like CJ McCollum, you know, 
is Pascal Siakam that? If he can be relied on, I mean, you know, Siakam won 14 of 17 from the field yesterday. You know, that is Kevin Durant kind of stuff. You know, if he is that in any kind of reliable way, then yes, we probably need to recalculate the idea of if it's Kawhi by himself against this, you know, dynasty with championship experience because that's the way the narrative has been. But I don't know if we could... trust this from Pascal Siakam. I'll tell you this. I certainly wouldn't trust it later on in the series when the games are at Oracle, because remember, the quote-unquote role players always don't play as well on the road. The question is, is Pascal Siakam a role player, or is he deserving to be in this kind of all-star category with some of these other big boys who can be depended on? Like you say, Joe, this is the Picasso he's painted. I still, at this point, consider Siakam going for 32, consider him, you know, like I said, going 14 out of 17 from the field. He was throwing up crazy running hook shots in the lane that were just dropping. Like, <laughs> I think this is probably his Picasso as opposed to the new world order that we can rely on for Siakam moving forward. Yeah, um, I'm I'm kind of with you. You're going to have these kinds of games, and kudos to him. And, and listen, we've seen him. We've seen this version of Siakam before, but we've also seen the follow-up games be any, you know, milk carton kind of, where is Pascal? Is he playing? I don't know where he is. Very hard to elevate your game on a consistent basis uh, if you're a Pascal Siakam. It was great last night. He did what he needed to do. It was, you know, out-of-body experience kind of thing. Um, and and congratulations. I, I mean, you got one game in the books, which is exactly what the point was, but I'm uh, I'm fairly certain that Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, the rest of these guys in the uh, locker room there, they're not sweating, they're not panicking, and I don't believe that they are worried that they are going to get a repeat performance like this because they're going to go to the tape, and they're going to go ahead, and they're going to make whatever adjustments are necessary to go, yeah, that's not going to happen again. Because for as big a win as it was for Toronto, some of the takeaways I have is, number one, once again, the and we talked about it yesterday, the thing that always worries me about betting on the Golden State Warriors are their damn sloppiness when it comes to turning the ball over. Yep. Toronto only turned the ball over 10 times that entire game yesterday. Um, they had 10 in the first half alone. Uh, it was, again, total. sloppy, sloppy. Transition defense was awful. Uh, leaving guys wide open. Uh, I mean, they just, they kind of was, was sitting around looking at each other. And that's, you know, that's the that's the downside of the, the Golden State Warriors. That's the Golden State Warriors that you are going to get from time to time. But I do know this. When we see that Golden State Warriors team, when we when we get that version of Golden State, usually the next game, yeah, um, is yeah, is nothing even remotely close to that. So while it was uh, a great victory because you got to you got to get them at least one at home, and they did, I would anticipate the adjustments being made. I would anticipate that Golden State will come out. Now that they uh, they're not going to have 25 days off uh, in between games here, they will play on Sunday. Adjustments will be made. And I do think that now they've had a chance to see this version of Toronto, because let's keep right. in mind, they didn't have Marcus all last time they played. Kawhi didn't play. Steph didn't play in, in some of these games. They only right. played twice during the year. This is a this was a totally different animal. And now they've been there. They've done that. And even as bad as they played. Let us not forget, they. They still kept coming back. They were within four. They were within three. They kept 
plugging away in the second half, but they just, and to Toronto's credit, you know, every time they kept coming back, Toronto would make a big basket and they would, you know, they would kind of pull away again. But they were one run away from that flip, you know, that script as bad as they were playing. All of a sudden going up 10 at halftime, they could have been down two or three uh, like that. But they played great defense like you would expect. And they hit big baskets when they needed them, especially if your name was Pascal Siakam. The guy, everything, everything he threw up in the basket went in. And you it's kind of hard to defend that. So I wouldn't overreact. And I certainly wouldn't start the whole uh, they can't win without Kevin Durant narrative. Please don't hand me that. Uh, listen, if Pascal goes out and scores 40 again and puts I, up I another mean, night like he did, maybe you want to hit the panic button or at least somebody man the panic button over in Oakland. But I would uh, I would hold off on the whole let's hurry up and get Kevin Durant back in the lineup because I think that's um, that's just over the top and it's ridiculous. The Golden State Warriors have plenty to compete and win another title here without Kevin Durant on the floor. Uh, we'll see. I think game two is going to give us a much better barometer of what the rest of this series is going to be like here, Dane. Yeah, absolutely. Here's the thing for me, Joe. We've been talking about you know, Siakam's effort last night as something we – probably can't count on to happen again or a lot in the rest of the series. However, Joe, the other thing we're talking about, the Toronto defense is something that I think we can count on a little bit more. When you talk about the 16 turnovers, Joe, you know, that is something we may see again. Was that because of Golden State's sloppy play or good defense? And I asked the same thing about their shooting percentage, Joe. I mean, you know, the Warriors went 43% from the field. Okay. Is that because of bad, just bad shooting or good Toronto defense. They were still playing, like I call it the quote-unquote beautiful game. I mean, 29 assists on 34 made field goals. So, like, you know, they are sharing the ball. The ball is moving. So I wonder if the consistent thing here is Toronto's defense. If they can impact that shooting percentage, if they are creating turnovers, that may be a calling card that is more consistent and steady than the idea of Pascal Siakam going 14 to 17 from the floor and dropping over 30, right? And we know that the Raptors do have the best defense left in the playoffs, right? So if that can be consistent, I think that's more of a way Toronto can kind of hang their hat and be competitive throughout this series instead of the Haley's Comet performance that they got out of Pascal Siakam last night. Yeah, Nick Nurse there went it is, to the... Uh, yeah, there With it is. Real Pascal Siakam, please stand up. Uh, Nick Nurse had some very interesting comments after the game about his, uh, his team's performance and why they were shooting... So many threes. We'll let you hear from Nick coming up here as we help you make it rain on a Friday to Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. 
Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. What is going on with Derek Dietrich right now? Is this something that you could have saw coming as someone who played with him? The biggest thing in Miami is he, he hardly ever got regular playing time. When they do start a lefty, he's the, the first bat off the bench when a righty comes in, and he's hot right now. The track record is there where that shows he's not a, a 45-50 homer guy. He's going to hit some home runs still for you, but he's going to hurt you in some other categories. Can we clip that out and make sure we send that to Derek Dietrich so that we can start a long-time rivalry between uh, Brad Ziegler and, and Derek here? Weekdays, noon Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Down 0-1, but it's not the end of the world. And we've proven our resiliency and ability to win games that we need to and kind of answer the bell and learn from the nights like, like tonight. That's uh, Steph Curry, exactly correct. Been there, done that. Finished with 34 points, 5 assists, 5 boards, 8 of 18, 4 of 9 from deep. Although it never really, uh, it never really got going for him or the Warriors team, and he was hounded all night. And it was funny, Steve Curry, after the game, uh, talked about uh, a lot of threes being taken by the Toronto Raptors, more than what we're usually used to seeing. And uh, and he said, that's um, listen, <laughs> that, that ended up hurting us, especially, uh, and I know it was double digits going into the second half, but the reason they were able to keep plugging away and keep pulling away was because of the three-pointers. Especially from this guy, no less of all. Gasol, people. we left a couple of times early in the game and didn't rotate. You know, we um, we just gave him a couple of dare shots and and he knocked him down. So, you know, there's gonna there's gonna be some openings. 
Yep. Also, uh, same thing with uh, Nick Nurse talking about, listen, you're going to give it to us. We're going to go ahead and take yeah, it. I said a couple times early in the game, I said, have we shot a two yet? You know, we have. We shot a Kapaskin night and Pascal had shot one, but I think we'd taken eight of our first nine shots were threes, but they were, you know, they were open and, and I, and I love it. Yeah. And, and you should, because uh, even Kawhi said, listen, <laughs> a lot of guys spent a lot of time focused on me. Uh, somebody else was going to have to step up. Not letting me uh, get no easy looks, bringing two to the ball and my teammates play well tonight. So, I mean, it's a team game. If they're going to play like that, then, um, you know, get wide open shots. Yeah, and that's kind of what happened there in that game, that every time they did uh, they did get close there in the second half, it, it seemed like there was a wide-open shot somewhere along the line there that the defense broke down for the Golden State Warriors. Their transition defense was terrible, and they just uh, they weren't able to get anything going, and yet you know the, the Toronto Raptors did exactly what they needed to do. They got help outside of Kawhi. They played great defense. And they held serve. And uh, game two, I am sure these narratives that we're talking about, you just heard from uh, players and coaches, probably not going to be the same blueprint and the same script there in game two. Adjustments will absolutely be made, certainly by the Golden State Warriors. I would anticipate they'll lock up the defense. Uh, They will not have nearly as many open three-point shots as they did or shots in general because there was a lot of uh, just – a whole lot of people standing around Golden State jerseys looking at each other going, was that me? Was that you? Kind of just, we've seen that before with Golden State where it's like, are you playing defense? Do you guys even know what you're doing? But if there was one positive for Golden State last night, and he, I, you know, I was impressed and none of us knew what the hell we were going to get, but man, Boogie Cousins, white headband and all, uh, played about eight minutes. Yep. And I got to tell you, I was impressed with all eight minutes of what he was doing, man. Uh, you know, with the second team, and we knew he was going to be a reserve and coming off yep. the bench. But he gave eight really good minutes off the bench where I didn't think, you know, they were ran the offense through him. He found open guys. Uh, so, yes. You know, a lot of them hit shots. He, he wasn't, uh, you know, a slog like everyone made it out to seem. He, uh, he did add some length. He added some size on the court. Uh, I was impressed, maybe. The biggest thing that impressed me with Golden State were the eight minutes he was on the court because I didn't know what the hell we were going to get. But uh, I think Golden State, if you're a Golden State ra- uh, fan, then you've got to look at that and go, you know what? That's That was pretty impressive for a guy that hasn't played in, what, since April 17th? That was pretty impressive. Yeah, and uh, listen, we talked about this. If he can fill that role in the second unit, right, yeah. and still be someone who's not just necessarily ISO, you mentioned him with you know continuing to pass the ball. Listen, his his plus minus Joe was minus one. You know the the starters for Toronto, their plus minus was around minus eight, minus ten. You know, so he, when he and that mm-hmm. second unit was on, they more than held their own. You know, so I think it is a uh, a good thing to see Demarcus Cousins finally back on the court for the first time in, you know, over a month. And, you know, he'll only do more and more as he gets back right. into shape. There was a time I saw him on the free throw line. They made the point that he was kind of sucking wind after his eight <laughs> minutes. You know, So <laughs> that will only continue to grow and get better and for him to be a big time option, you know. But here's the other thing I will say. And really what I'm coming back to, the things I think are consistent are the Toronto defense. But the idea, again, of, you know, what Pascal Siakam did, like, Here's what we're talking about. You you even played the, the clip with like, all right, they, they gave Mark Gasol 
some dare shots, and he hit them. I also want to refer you to Danny Green, who, by the way, I, we talked about as a total, as a prop bet, because his total was only five and a half yesterday because of the piss-poor performance he had in the last round, right? Mm -hmm. But this is the idea of the secondary players at home. Check this out, Joe. Siakam, two for three from three-point land, right? Gasol, two for four from three-point land, okay? Danny Green, Three for seven from three-point lines. These guys combined for seven for 14. 50% from three. Meanwhile, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson combined for seven out of 15. So if your role players from Toronto are shooting at the same clip as the greatest shooting backcourt in NBA history, that is a, you know an added benefit right there. And that is, to me, what was the big difference in game one with the rest and the rust and all that stuff and it being in Toronto with Drake rocking the Del Curry jersey, which I thought was actually amazing. I'm sure yes, we'll talk about that job. later. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But that that's, that's, to me, the embodiment of the secondary players at home. They, they put on their cape and turn into Superman. And if you have that combined with their ability defensively to force 16 turnovers and limit the shooting percentage of the other team, that's the recipe for a game one win. Yes, and uh, and and they got it, and and well done. So now it is one, and I, like I said, I just hope we get six, uh, six more of these games. Uh, I hope it goes seven. Because then we have plenty of more opportunities to uh, find some value there. And I can tell you right now, the line has already moved and uh, opened up at exactly what it went off at uh, yesterday there. Toronto looking at a uh, minus one and a half um, spread right now. And listen, it went way over too, right? I mean, that was the other thing that was a question last night is what what were we going to get? The closing line was 213. And it opened up at 215. We saw a lot of money come in on the under, which pushed that down to 213. Yeah. I saw it and, at 212 and a half at one point. Yeah, yeah. And we had mentioned, you know, the, the two previous times during the regular season, which, you know, albeit different teams, different situations. But those opening lines, you know, they went off uh, even at close at 223, 226. I mean, they were they were up there. And ultimately, we got more of what we saw during the regular season than what we thought we might get with a rusty team and, you know, butterflies. We got it in the first half, but the second half, uh, just so you know, the second half over under was oh, 104. Yeah. was 104. Yeah. Uh, big opportunities there for anybody that, uh, that hopped all over that. That was an easy one. Also, Toronto was getting five points in the second half. And just so you guys know, in the NBA Finals, since 2005, Second half favorites, favorites at home in the second half have covered the second half line 67% of the time since 2005. So those of you that were paying attention last night and you saw that line come out where everybody and their mother thought they were going to see the Golden State Warriors do what Golden State does, right? Down 10, oh, they'll, you know, this, they'll... They'll certainly make back, you know, eight, nine of those points. We'll, we'll get it close. Yeah, well... 67% uh, of the time for the finals, home team's favorite cover that second half spread. And uh, and they just added to that last night with Toronto. So keep that in mind moving forward. You get those home teams as a favorite in the game. Look at that second half line. If it's within reason or if you're getting points, yeah, good chance that they're going to go ahead and cover. And Toronto did that. Uh, but congratulations, those of you that had the over. I think it's opened up already at 215 and a half. So kind of 
they're not overreacting the markets to what we just witnessed last night. It's almost exactly as what we got, right? 215 yeah. and a half for the totals, one and a half for uh, Toronto. Uh, game two will come, and I don't think there's any reason. And and it's probably something that we can pull away here is understand that, listen, Vegas, uh, the markets are telling you exactly uh, what you need to know, that there is no overreaction here. Exactly what you got in game one from a number standpoint is exactly what you got in game two. So they're not they're not jacking it up from 213 or 215 to 221 just because of right. one game. Uh, if anything, I think the under is probably worth a look again due to the fact of the adjustments that are going to be made. And if you uh, believe that uh, the Golden State Warriors – which they have done many, 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 many times off a straight-up loss here like they were last night, uh, that is not there. You're not going to even resemble what you witnessed from the Warriors there, So, which means more defense, uh, okay. a little bit more offense efficiency. I don't see them giving up, what, 112, 100, and, you know, anything over 110 points. I would expect a little better defensive battle in Game 2 here, Dane. Yeah. Um, and here's the other thing, you know, we talked about this as well. You know, we're, we're retroactively looking back on some of the things we said, you know, like the first half under, like Kawhi Leonard's assist total, that sort of thing, like Danny Green actually scoring more than five and a half points. But here's the other thing. We told you if you were a Golden State backer that now is the time to get the series price. And I refer you to this. And that's our poll question also, by the way, Joe. You know, the the odds have changed. It's all the way down now to Golden State minus 160, Toronto plus 130, closer to a coin flip. And we said, if you like Golden State, you may want to lie in the weeds and wait because you're going to get a much shorter number. And I think that is the case right now. So if you like Golden State, because remember – all Toronto did was hold serve here. We and and Golden State's coming off a ten day rest and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So if you like Golden State, there's not much that I saw last night that'll make you think, oh my God, all of a sudden we're in trouble. Unless of course Pascal Siakam turns into Kevin Durant, right? So mm-hmm. now you could get it at minus one sixty, Joe, which is exactly what we've been saying. Um, so maybe there's some value there now if you think this is just a blip on the radar. I Yep, we'll do that, too, as uh, we'll dive into what does it all mean here uh, moving into game two? Where's the value lie? We'll tell you what the numbers say. We'll do that coming up here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network on a Friday. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. I weighed 329 pounds. I was a heart attack waiting to happen. I got Andro 400. It makes me not so hungry. I started noticing more energy. Then I noticed my belly was starting to shrink up. I started seeing weight come off. 80-some pounds. I went from 330 to 245. For a 56-year-old guy to lose that much weight, it took something, brother. I feel great. I feel like I was when I was 35 years old. That was Ruben. Now listen to what Josh says about Andro 400. Well, I'll tell you, man, that stuff really works. It was insane. I've heard the commercials, what, for a decade? 
I was like, you know, I'm just going to try it. My pants are like falling off. It really works. I bought suits last year for my new job and they're falling off of me. It's insane. Guys, if you want to lose belly fat, gain energy, strength, and muscle, and look and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888. 888- 400-0435. That's 888-400-0435. Andro400.com. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences planting daily fantasy baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a fan duel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631, 800-961-3631, 800-961-3631. So it should be noted, guys, if you are serious about fantasy football, you know it is never too early to start prepping for the 2019 season. And good news is Roto Experts, they've got you covered with their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best man-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the net. Davis Maddock, the Roto Experts, they'll be providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of the type of fantasy football you play. So save 10% now, rotoexperts.com. Use that promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off. Promo code FNTSY for the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. And uh, last night, congratulations, Toronto Raptors. Game one in the books. Up one nothing. Game two Sunday in the NBA uh, Finals. And, of course, this morning, an awful lot uh, being made about uh, Drake. And the big questions uh, last night with Drake, like, what would he behave himself? What was it going to be like? And, uh, you know, Drake comes out right away. Uh, and we noticed that he's wearing a, uh, a Toronto Raptors Del Curry jersey, which was uh, fantastic there, amazing. right? Isn't that great? Uh, the other thing he did, which was amazing, which I don't know that a lot of people understand this about Drake. Uh, Drake has tattoos of uh, of his Golden yes. State Warrior buddies there, and uh, yes. he wore an armband last night to cover them up on his left arm. You can see it a little bit in that photo there. He is covering up the numbers of Kevin Durant and uh, Steph Curry on his arm there, guys. So I know you all think that Drake has just been uh, Mr. Toronto Raptor, but he actually inked his body up 
all right, with Golden State Warriors. So there is, I, you know, I don't know that a lot of people understand that about him, uh, Dane. I, I don't think a lot of people realize that. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, like, when these things conflict, right? Like, I remember, I reminded of, uh, wasn't there a time where, like, LeBron James, while in the city, while playing for Cleveland, would always rock a Yankees hat, and then, like, the right. Yankees played the Indians in the playoffs, and you get LeBron, who's supposed to be the Cleveland ambassador, you know, rocking the Yankees hat, that sort of thing. And and these things, you know, these things happen because these guys, you know, athletes and, and, and entertainers run in the same kind of circles. So it is interesting that he's actually got KD and Steph's numbers tattooed on him, that he's like kind of got Golden State Warrior stuff. And now they happen to be seeing each other in the finals. I think it's more of a kind of just ironic circumstance but because it's part of this narrative with Drake, it's gonna get more play. It's gonna get more play, more airtime, that sort of thing. The same way as like when the Bucks owner was rocking the Meek Mill shirt, you know, that sort of thing. But I think, listen, I want to tell you, I thought it was creative by Drake. Social media was blowing up, almost forgetting that Del Curry played for the Toronto Raptors. People were like, "Oh my God, what is this?" And you know, and then you kind of saw that on Twitter, which I think was funny. But the other thing I thought was funny, I don't know if you saw Joe. I think it was but like. Oh, I don't know, early second quarter, there was a play where I think it was Andre Iguodala, like had to dive into the stands for a loose ball. And he yes. literally right there where Drake was. And I want you to look at it because Drake, that was an opportunity for Drake to, uh, you know, do some silly ish, shall we say. And I think he at that moment in time, he had Adam Silver in his head, you know, because what he did was he sat there. He sat there quietly. He didn't say Boo to Iguodala. Iguodala wasn't even looking at Drake. He was looking at the ref. Drake just sat there in his seat quietly, you know, Mm -hmm. not being animated because at that moment in time, he could have done it the other way. And maybe Adam Silver would have been a little bit upset. But, you know, technically, though, he did touch a player. So, you know, if there was that prop bet, he would have hit again with it. Yeah, it was uh, it was a little bit crazy, too, because it was when you looked at the uh, when you looked at the picture, it was. I mean, he was like flying in, kind of flew right over his buddy. There is what it looked like, yeah. and and he didn't do uh, and he didn't do anything, which was nice. You know what I mean? It was. Right, that's what I'm saying. He was like yeah. a normal fan, the way he was supposed to be. He didn't take it time to kind of like make the focus be on him, like he yes. usually does. I think he kind of like. I, like I said, I think uh, Silver's voice was kind of in his head for those 30 seconds because he knew now is when he has to be a good soldier. Yeah, it's uh, the photo was actually uh, was pretty awesome where Gadala just kind of went flying and even Drake. Uh, where is it over here? Yeah, even Drake over there at that point is just like looking at him as Gadala goes flying into his into the stands right. over there, which was, uh, you know, it was really cool. It really, really was. Uh, it was fun to watch. And I thought he behaved himself right up until the very end, of course, uh, where he had to get in, um, you know, had to get in Draymond's had to have a couple of. A couple of words trash. to say, yeah, I had to have a couple of words to say to Drake and to uh, to Draymond's credit. You know, after the game, it wouldn't be a uh, it wouldn't be a game, of course, without without him being asked about, hey, man, you know, what did you think about, uh, you know, what what were the words or what was the comments that you had just to wanted say? you to talk a little bit about that post game scuffle between you and Drake? You got a question about basketball? <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't really a scuffle because I didn't hit him and he didn't hit me or I didn't push him or he didn't push me. We talked. We boxed a little bit, but I wouldn't necessarily consider that a scuffle. Not really what I 
personally would consider a scuffle. Yeah, that's a good old Draymond there uh, letting people know that. Yeah, I mean, it was a little back and forth, all in fun there. I mean, Drake, what, went on to uh, social media there, and I think he, he put a, pe- a piece of lint from Steph Curry's hair in uh, right. on eBay right now. So, you know, all good fun. I think, like I and I said this earlier, I think Drake is great for the NBA. I think Drake is great for... Um, I, I think it's good for the Toronto Raptors. It's good for the uh, for basketball. You know, when you get a guy that's got thirty some odd million people following him, not everyone yeah. is a big basketball fan. Uh, he's shining a light, man, a big light on what's going yes. on. And I think more cities will, uh, and I think more basketball teams, more franchises will will get guys like Drake uh, in arenas here moving forward. Because I mean, look. Look how well it's done for Drake. You know, how much free publicity is Drake getting out of this as well? Sure. This is a win-win you know? situation. You know, absolutely. But also think about, remember, Meek Mill with the Philadelphia 76ers coming out of jail, you know, mm-hmm. to ring the yes. bell, talking with Robert Kraft and stuff on the sidelines, you know. We think about Jack Nicholson with the Lakers. You know, you think about Spike Lee, you know, these kind of ambassadors. And to our point earlier when we were talking about kind of uh, earmuffs, Gabe. I'm sorry, but we're talking about like the media markets and that sort of thing and how right. Toronto may not be kind of have the same kind of buzz and Q rating of some other uh, fan bases that may be there in the NBA finals. But Drake brings new eyes and fans to the tent, brings the mainstream fan in to be like, oh, what what's this all about? So I think it's fine as long as it doesn't go overboard. Right. And I right. think that's the thing. But Drake, Listen, I'll also, I, I really will give it to him. The idea of the Del Curry jersey um, was absolutely, I think, was creative, was good. That's the kind of good-natured ribbing and fun that should happen. And the last point I'll say here, Joe, when we talked about um, Draymond, yesterday we talked a lot about the maturity and the evolution of Draymond. And I think mm-hmm. that was on full display. The reporter there asking the question about Drake that's just baiting him. You know, you're fishing yes. for that quote. You know, you're, you're hoping, you're like, ah, maybe he'll give me my one-liner that I could put in the paper. But instead, Draymond is like, listen, that was not a scuffle. There's nothing right. wrong here. You know, like, yeah, we yep. talked, but that's okay. But let's not make anything bigger than that. He was de-escalating it as opposed to the early Draymond we'd see, which would have no problem escalating something. So I think it's yet another example of the evolution of Draymond Green. As yep. a professional. And- and uh, also, it wasn't a great. He had a triple double. Uh, Draymond yeah, did six last turnovers. night. Yeah, it wasn't a great game. Uh, we didn't get the same Draymond, not even close, that we got in Portland. Nor did we get the same Clay Thompson, by the way, uh, who had some stretches there towards the end. I mean, he had 21 points, but again, yeah. neither one of these two guys were the guys that we are accustomed to seeing at either end of the floor. But listen, the, the Raptors have way better players than Portland does, more athletic, completely and a different. a really good defense. A really yeah, good defense. It's a tougher matchup for, for Draymond on both ends of the court. So there's going to be an adjustment there. Um, you know, he's not going to come in looking exactly like he did against you know the the word you know beating uh, Portland the way he did like oh my god look at Draymond it's not it wasn't going to be happening but you know he did have a triple double and I can assure you that Draymond will make the adjustments as will Clay Thompson to what they are facing and what is in front of them now you don't make it to five NBA Finals without you know taking a team's best shot and let's face it they gave you the best shot last night Toronto. And you still weren't necessarily blown out. You still had opportunities in that second half to come back and win that game. 
Um, you took their best shot. Now that you've seen it again, five NBA finals in a row, this is where experience will come in. Adjustments will be made. This team will, uh, in fact, now that they've seen it, Golden State will come back and we'll see a totally different effort, I believe, on both ends of the court on Sunday. And I think Vegas even sees that as well when you're looking at the line opening up exactly what we got in game one. And we're talking about, what, a 9-10 point victory here for right. Toronto. Some people waking up who didn't watch the game would be like, oh, blowout. Yeah, nah. not really. Not really not a blowout really. here, guys. Not really a blowout. Um, it kind of had overcast. this margin and yep. kind of went back and forth. It stayed between, oh, I don't know, 6 and 12 for most of the game, Joe. Game. Yes, you know, it did. When you, and when you look at Draymond going 2 of 9 and Siakam going 14 of 17, you know what I'm saying? These are, like you said, it was the best punch. It was Golden yep. State coming off a 10-day layoff. Like, it kind of played out like... Okay, but if I'm a Golden State Warriors fan, I don't think there's any real reason to think the sky is falling. You got a great effort out of Siakam. You know, you got a poor effort out of Draymond with six turnovers and going 209. Like I said, you're getting 50% from three from guys like, you know, Siakam and Gasol. A lot of things went well for Toronto. Golden State had a lot of rust to shake off, didn't play their A game. And honestly, like you said, it was within one run the entire time. You know, seven, eight points, that's that's okay. And when the, the rust is all gone and you have representative efforts and you are on the road, you know, to the Eastern Conference champion, a very good team, this is about the way it plays out. I don't think there's any reason for panic, though, if you're a Warriors fan. A lot of question was uh, on, on pace. What were we going to see last night? We know Toronto did a great job of just messing with Milwaukee, uh, slowing down the battle, slowing down the pace there. Golden State is comfortable, and we told you this, either pace. You want to go up-tempo, we'll go up-tempo. You want to slow it down to a crawl, we'll do it. Um, but, it, you know, last night, what we watched, I believe the pace was right around 94-95, which is in line with what Toronto averaged in that series against Milwaukee. So it, Toronto crawled it, just like they did against Milwaukee, those final four games that they won. They didn't want to go up-tempo. Everything was... Uh, you know, everything was half-court offense, half-court defense. You you watch them wait until about five seconds on the shot clock. They kept moving the ball around. They were in no hurry to get into a track meet with the Golden State Warriors last night. Um, and to their credit, they made it very hard for Golden State to make it a track meet because they weren't haphazardly crashing the boards last night, trying to get all these rebounds. You know, when you don't have guys, and Golden State was caught doing this a number of times, guys getting out of position, guys that were, you know, there. you got two or three guys all of a sudden crashing the boards. Well, guess what? You don't get the rebound. You know what happens? You're out of position. And Toronto did that a few times last night. They got some easy buckets because of the fact that Golden State they sent everybody crashing the boards, didn't get the rebound, and look at that. Guys were wide open on the uh, on the transition. So I do think that you will see a different type of tempo there. I do believe Golden State is going to try to push it. We didn't get it from yeah. Draymond. We didn't get it from a lot of those guys. But as, from a handicapping standpoint, keep an eye on the pace here and watch what they did last night. They crawled just like they did in those four wins against Milwaukee. Will they be able to keep that up? I don't know that I don't know that Golden State's going to allow them to do that. So it'll be interesting to see. But all in all, it's one nothing, guys. One nothing, Toronto. 
We'll dive into the series prices. We'll talk a little NFL news. We'll get into some Major League Baseball. We'll do that coming up, hour number two, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. fantasy. I love the high stakes leagues. I'll tell you two things I don't like about them. Firstly, Fab. I don't know how to fix that. I don't know how Lourdes Gurriel goes for a buck in one league and 262 in another. Secondly, in, in football, I was, what, the number one team going into the playoffs last year by like 150 points. Then all of a sudden you do the aggregate one week, all of a sudden everybody caught up to me. There has to be a way that my 13 weeks is worth more than somebody's week 14. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. They need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help. We also got round one in the books here, the Memorial Tournament. Tiger Woods uh, has a pretty good back nine. Fires a two under, five strokes off the lead. Uh, in Ohio, as we get ready for round two here today, do have a couple of um, a couple of matchups here that uh, I'll throw your way coming up top of the hour. If you want to dive into a little golf action here, a couple of head to heads that uh, I think will be very profitable for you here today. I also just saw this. You know, I haven't been Dane to a movie, and I can't remember how long it's been. I can't remember the right. last time I've been to a movie theater. 
And I can't remember the last time I was even actually compelled to go to a movie theater. Like down here, we got these things called uh, I pick theaters. You know, basically it's like hanging out in your living room, you know, on a lazy okay. boy. Yeah. Nice. So that's. Yeah, they give you these chairs. Yeah, it's like $20, $30 a ticket, you know, but they have waitress service and a whole nine. It's it's so Miami. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. It's what they, They're bringing you, you know, Twizzlers in a martini glass sure, you know, sure, sure. that are like $83. I'm like, really? Yeah, exactly. yeah like, like you hold on to the martini glass. I'm going to bring my own damn Twizzlers for the in. environment, Joe, the environment. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I got to tell you, I, I saw this. Uh, I saw the preview of it. And growing up, I was a big Godzilla fan, man. Loved mm. Godzilla. And they've got the new Godzilla movies out. This weekend, and I'm like, you know what? It's called Godzilla King of the Monsters. And I remember like the old Godzilla movies where it was like a, you know, it was somebody's train set that they were uh, that they were filming, you know, the old Japanese sure. ones over there. I thought, you know, I loved it. I'm going, I can't believe they made with all the, you know, the CG technology now. Yeah. I'm like, I got to I got to go, man. I'm like, there's something about this. I just got to go do it. Actually, I think the girl from. um uh, the girl from uh, that Netflix uh, show with all the kids there, and I can't, I don't know why it's escaping my mind here that everyone loved uh, over the last couple of years. She's in it. Uh, but I got to go see Godzilla because the trailer is just, it's crazy. I think it'll be the first time. I might actually spend the $35 for Twizzlers just to go park my ass on a lazy boy and go uh, and go reminisce about uh, one of the best monsters of all time, man. Godzilla, king of monsters. You're damn straight, man. I'm all in. Uh, I'm in on Godzilla this weekend, brother. I got to tell you, man. Screw uh, screw the NHL playoffs. I'm going Godzilla, brother. That's nice. I mean, they're also remaking The Lion King with all that CGI and animation stuff. Yeah. Too, see? Cool, you know, 2019. Yeah. But I agree yeah. with you, Joe. I don't hit the movies either. Uh, two words for you. Jailbroken fires. Yeah, you go. Yeah, certainly not going to see uh, Rocket, man. That's for sure. All right, hour number two coming up here. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. <laughs> 